Hey, what up? It's Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together we do this every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as we try our best to help everyone to head back to the window. My God, your audio is so bad. I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> Get out of the bathtub. Get out of the bathtub, Rachel. How come I do I not hear any? Scott, you done in there yet? You done? You, you got two bathrooms in your apartment or one? Uh, I got two. Okay, that's damn handy. Yep. Hey, Big X in the house. What up? Nicholas Lee uh, stopping by here. We just saw Nicholas over there on the uh, on the Just Parlays show. Scott, did you listen on Just Parlays today? I did not. <laughs> Easiest cash there is, guys. Yep. Easiest, it's like minus 700 right now. Scott listening to any other shows here on the network. So I was sleeping. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got a little bed head going on there. If you wanted the side bet, you know, of sleeping, I believe that was minus 120. Today. Play, you could play the parlay. You get a little sweetener there. You take him, you mm-hmm. take him sleeping at minus 120, and then you add the he did not watch any other shows at minus 700. That could be a correlated it's, parlay. It's kind of like a same-game parlay, though. Yeah. You're getting reduced odds yeah, absolutely. in there, but it still boosts it a little bit. Yeah, you get a little boost. You get a little boost. So, how you like the new place? Pretty good? It's fine. Uh, the acoustics could be better, I guess. <laughs> but besides, besides that, you know, everything's fine. Oh, fantastic. And I know we've got some, hopefully, some help on the way. Going to get you some new equipment and whatnot. I'm not sure if the microphone's going to change much, but we'll find out. Well, it should because it's an omnidirectional, which means it's not going to pick up as much stuff. It's not going to go out as wide. It should just, you know. We'll see. We shall see. We're, we're going to have to get you some baffling. So anyway, it's good to be here, guys. Don't forget, to, of course, to like and subscribe. All that good stuff. And uh, what does that mean exactly, Scott? It means smash that thumb. Smash that thumb and get over there and subscribe to our Winners and Winers YouTube channel and the Max Wagers Network YouTube channels. There are like 300 subscribers. Get over there. What are you guys doing? Come on, you lazy bastards. Get over there and subscribe. Are you subscribed to Max Wagers Network, Scott? Yeah. Okay. Me too. So that puts us about 297. I, that would make me a trader if I wasn't, right? I understand. I understand. Uh, King Me says uh, his best bet is the Celtics' first half in the Blue Jays' money line. Um,. Uh, somebody says, you don't seem too comfortable with Mr. King picking all those high faves at a, a daily basis. Um, not that I'm uncomfortable with it. I just like to, to kind of point out why he does it and kind of give him a chance to explain himself because I do think playing parlays is probably a, a situation where you're going to look to play more favorites than playing day-to-day picks. Scott, would you agree with that? I think you have to, right? I mean, the whole point of a parlay is to set up a multiplier effect. Right. That you're looking for almost certainties. Of course, there's no certainties in sports betting. But if you can find a couple of even minus 300 favorites that you think should be minus 500, there's still value to be found with, with favorites. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a, that's a very good point as well. Uh, JC Stone in the house. What up? Nothing up, man. What do you think of that first half play with the Celtics? You like that? Well, I feel like that comes down to the question of do you think Boston bounces back? Because they were, well, to be honest, awful. In game one, defensively, they were okay. Yep. But offensively, nobody could shoot. Tatum was not very good. Brown was awful. The entire team shot about 53 pointers combined, which is not the recipe Boston's looking for. But do you think do you think Boston is just overmatched, or do you think it was just one bad game? I don't know that they're overmatched. I think they have maybe met their match. You know, I mean, overmatched, okay. do I think they're going to lose 4-0, 4-1? No. Uh, but I do. So you're think, picking Boston to bounce back tonight, basically. I think. I think if they if they're going to make it a series, this ha- this is a must win for Boston. I'll tell you what I am worried about. I am worried about Marcus Smart being questionable with that thigh contusion. See, he injured his thigh, but then he also grabbed his shoulder midway through the game. He's like the million. He's like the six million dollar man. It's like uh, Rodney Dangerfield in uh, in uh, in Caddyshack. Oh, he starts like oh, feeling his arm. arm. Uh, yeah, my arm. Yeah, but the point is, Smart had a thigh issue. I didn't even realize it during the game because he was too busy grabbing his shoulder half the time. Right. So it seems like Smart has always he's always been a physical player. So he has been banged up every now and then. But it's kind of like a situation of name that injury because you probably could have noticed maybe three or four different injuries for him in the same game. Right. So I guess the thigh one's the one that's really bothering him. Yep, absolutely true. And uh, uh, just to finish up the housekeeping here before we get rolling with the show. 
talked about like and subscribe. Please uh, remember to do that. Uh, I guess you and I are going to be on Total Chaos tonight, right, with Allie? Uh, yes, we are. So that'll be fun. We're looking at uh, NBA and hockey. Yeah. Did you watch any of the hockey last night? I did not. I did not watch any of the hockey. Um, I, I wanted to, I wanted to turn on the uh, Oilers game. I wanted to see overtime, and apparently it had already faded off all the uh, the, the guides, so I actually didn't know what channel it was on. I, I went to the... I went to the ESPN. It also it also didn't go to overtime, so there you go. Oh, I thought it went. I thought it went to. They didn't go. No, to the over- king. The king scored like five minutes to go. Oh, they scored late. Okay, well, it must have gone long because that was a great game, though. Even on the ESPN app on my TV, it did not have that game listed. Well, that was the thing: is that playoff hockey is my favorite time of the year. I love watching, especially the first round of playoff hockey, because you have so many games on at the same time. But yesterday's card was pretty one-sided. I mean, two two teams got shut out. You had the Hurricanes game, which was close for about, I don't know, a period and a half. And then Carolina blew it open. So you had three separate games decided by four more goals. And then you had the Oilers game. And that game was just fantastic. Yep. A very good game. Very back and forth affair for sure. Uh, Scott, what do we got going on with Caesars right now? So we have a nice risk-free bet up to $1,100 where if you have not made an account yet on Caesars and you're looking for an excuse to... They have a nice promotion where if you place a first-time wager up to $1,100, you get it back if it loses in the form of a free bet. So it's not that often you get an insurance policy in gambling, but Caesars has you covered there. Yeah, you could really set your bank account. You could really set your your uh, your gambling account in nice shape there. If you're not if you're not normally a thousand-dollar player, if you're a you know fifty-dollar player, hundred-dollar player, but you've got a grand you can throw in there, why not do it? Sure, this even if you don't want to do it on a day to day basis, you can still bet the thousand dollars on a future, and it's still going to get the money back guarantee. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. I'm thinking if you want to start getting into football season, and maybe you want to bet on a team to win the Super Bowl, but you don't want to put any of your actual money on it, or you want some type of you know, what if this loses situation, you could do a future. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a great that's a great strategy as well. And I know you were talking about it the other day with one of our other partners. Uh, you had the ability to open accounts in different states, which yep. is which is totally legal because they are totally separate entities. Uh, you, you have to pay separate taxes, but it's correct. definitely legal. Correct. Um, so is that something to look into as well? So speaking of that, before we get rolling here, Scott, we've uh, talked about all the stuff. Of course, don't forget to check out the great lineup here at the Max Wagers Network. You've got uh, Sean Higgs at Midday Money at noon. You've got Allie Burns doing Morning Wood at 1 o'clock. you got Chris and I at 2, Scott and I at 3. Now Sean Miller doing his uh, his soccer show at 4 and bringing it on home again. Hitting cleanup is uh, Detroit Lenny, Tim, and Nick Earl doing Game Time Decision. So make sure you check out at least some of those shows, if not, if not all of them. Hell, check out all of the shows. Uh, Scott, you got any, uh, any thoughts for the uh, Super Bowl odds? The uh, Buffalo Bills are the favorites at plus 675. Tampa Bay plus 800. Where's the value, buddy? Well, I personally like Buffalo, but they're the favorites. So now I don't like them as much because mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping they'd be around, I don't know, plus 850, plus 900, but those are long gone. Uh, it's really a tough call for value purposes, okay. but... Do you have any thoughts on your Chiefs? Because I know that they definitely lost a lot of, let's just say, firepower during Art. the course of the offseason. They had a very nice draft, though. They did have a very nice draft. I've already made a play at a thousand at, at uh, ten to one, but plus a thousand. I did. Okay. So I'm. Down. I'm just looking around. Uh, what about the about I the current play? champs at plus eleven hundred? I'm looking into it. I they didn't officially re-sign Odell yet, right? Uh, correct. So I would probably wait to see how they flush out the rest of the roster. Because Whitworth, for example, retired. They had a couple of veterans there who might have signed one-year deals, so to speak. So I kind of want to see how they handle the rest of the roster construction. Right. The 49ers, I would be tempted by if they actually had a, a quarterback I liked. But when you're stuck between Trey Lance and Garoppolo, I'm not going to pick you at around 14-1. to 1. I see somebody asking about the Bengals' odds. I was just going to uh, say, do you think the Bengals are being disrespected? having the same odds as the Broncos and the 49ers, the team that went to the Super Bowl last year. Well, you see the same odds. I see DraftKings, for example, has 18 to 1 on the Bengals and 16 to 1 on the Broncos. Okay, I've got so eight, I've got 18 to 1. I've got 18 to 1 on all three. So that yeah. makes my point even more distinct. 
the fact that the Broncos have a shorter price than the Bengals, and the Broncos have done nothing for the last, uh, well, whatever, how many years since Peyton Manning? Six years? They had a big offseason, so it really comes down to how much of last season do you think was a fluke for Cincinnati? Because offensively, we know Burrow and Chase are here to stay. Assuming Burrow stays healthy, they address the offensive line, which they needed to. Uh, so they had a pretty solid offseason. I know they ended up re-signing Eli Apple for better or worse. Their secondary, they drafted. They, they had a pretty good overall offseason without necessarily fully rocking the boat. I know they lost to Uzama, but when you still have Chase, you still have your main weapons. Higgins, for example, you should be fine. What do you think? Because I feel like Cincinnati was a mix of being fortunate mm-hmm. and on the cusp of something. So I'm not uh, sure if they can fully duplicate it, but I think they should be a playoff team. I think they should be able to duplicate it offensively. I'm just curious to see if they have enough defense, if the defense is able yeah. to step up. Uh, Tim Earl, uh, proving why you shouldn't day drink, he uh, likes the Jets at plus 150. Well, for starters, you can find them at plus 200 other places. So, uh, or plus, you know, 200 to 200 one. 200 to one. Yeah. So, any interest in the Jets at plus one at 150 to one, Scott? Uh, no, but if you look at the win total, I believe it's at five and a half. It's going to be close, but I would lean over because I do think the overall roster is not terrible. You also have to remember that a couple of defensive players who got injured before the season even started. So they were shorthanded last year defensively before any game was even played. So now they're coming back. Beckton, I don't know if he's going to be healthy or not. He kind of went AWOL a little bit. So we'll see. If Talk he's about him being over 400 pounds. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. He had some injury issues and apparently he's overweight. So they're keeping tabs on him. We'll see what happens. But I think the Jets will be around six or seven. So I'll lean over. But it's mostly just because I think five and a half is too low. Okay. You? Uh, that, that overall roster is definitely capable of winning seven games. The question is, is Wilson going to suck? Uh, somebody wants to know, as far as the uh, Broncos go, is Russell Wilson the answer? Uh, unless the question is, what quarterback comes to Denver and continues to disappoint Broncos fans, then no, he is not the answer. I think he's the answer in the sense that he might bring you to the playoffs. Okay. Once again, you got to keep in mind what the actual expectations are. Because on one hand, Peyton Manning brought you a Super Bowl, and you haven't done anything since. On yes. the other hand, you haven't done anything since, so a playoff berth is actually a decent step in the right direction. But. Yeah. I don't know if you count that as a good step or not because of how much money you spent and how many assets you actually spent to get Wilson in the first place. We'll see. Are they a Super Bowl or bust team? I think that if you talk to the people in Denver, they are. I think so. But then you also lose Von Miller. You lose a couple pieces. And we can at least acknowledge that even if Russell Wilson turns back the clock, and let's say Wilson has a very good year, kind of like three, four years ago from Seattle, I don't think they're good enough to win the Super Bowl, but they're probably good enough to maybe on a good year make it to the AFC title game. And I mean, on a good year. Yeah, maybe. So we'll I'm see. not picking them to make the Super Bowl, but I do think they'll make the playoffs. Pretty tough division they're coming out of there, buddy. Very. I, I think the Raiders are going to be awful. You got any, uh, Nathan talking about the Twins fucking us on the run line as they went two to one, put up, put up two runs in Baltimore. That's a scandalous. You see, I had a fun day yesterday where I was torn between about three plays of the day. Yeah. And all three of them lost. So it really just didn't matter at all nice. what the hell I picked. Right. I ended up, I was thinking about the Twins team total over, which was one of my initial options. Four and a half. Ended up going with Seattle team total over instead. Sure. Yeah. Odorizzi got torched by them earlier this year. He's terrible historically, and Seattle didn't score a run. Right. So Seattle's been my Achilles heel so far this season. I've taken two overs with their games, and they've scored no runs in 18 innings. Yep. So I'm not taking overs with them for probably the rest of the year. But, yeah, it seemed like it was one of those days where a lot of the stuff I actually liked didn't work out. And, you know, it happens. You brush it off and you move on to Tuesday. Somebody wants to know if we have any Kentucky Derby picks yet. I do not. Do you have anybody looking at the Derby yet? Uh, I know that the odds came out, I believe it was, I want to say Sunday, I think, or did they come out yesterday? I thought Sunday, but I could be wrong. Once again, it's, it's also just a good piece of advice for the Derby to try to bet on potentially fixed lines as opposed to non-fixed lines if you want to get in early. Because realistically, if you're going to get in early, you're going to bet either a long shot whose odds are going to crash. Mm-hmm. You're going to bet a favor whose odds are going to crash. So some books might offer you fixed lines. Right. It's pretty rare, but for the derbies, it's more common. 
but I would not bet the normal way for horse betting because then you'll get the closing line instead of whatever line you bet it on. And most people now who want to bet the Derby a couple of days in advance definitely have an angle thinking that the odds are going to crash. Would you agree with that? I would. I would. Yeah. If you get, if you get involved with the paramutual pool, then your odds are going to be subject to fluctuation and you're almost certainly going to have a worse price at, at uh, post time than you did when you made the bet. Um, I was thinking about doing a, uh, doing a show on Thursday and don't forget to pick up our guide. We've got a really cool guide that'll be available on Thursday or Friday for the Kentucky Derby. It's absolutely free. Of course, the link is in the description of the show today. So make sure that you check that out. If you're interested in the Kentucky Derby at all, you know, Scott, I talked about it on the show with Chris. I absolutely maxed out last year on the Kentucky Derby had the best day horse racing day, uh, in the Kentucky Derby of my lifetime as I hit the first four horses and had them all over the place, hit everything inside. I will never, ever equal that performance again. I am a casual horse player at best. So I think uh, hitting those four horses uh, rec- represents the uh, apex of my horse racing career. That'd be my guess. Well, question. In your experience, does the favorite typically win the Kentucky Derby? Because it always feels like occasionally you have a Cinderella, a yes. random like 15 to one shot, 30 to one shot, whatever. Yes. Usually, I would say that the winner is somewhere five to one or shorter. Yes, it's it's not. It's kind of funny. It's if I remember right, it's not the favorite. Like the favorite has a huge streak of not winning. It's always like the second or third favorite. Yeah, it's uh, unless it's somebody totally off the board. But yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm looking in the five to ten to one range is probably where I'm going to look for my sweet spot. I was going to say a bit based on the odds so far. Zandon is the favorite of three to one. You have Epicenter at around seven to two, give or take. And you have my dark horse, which is Messier at eight to one, who I just think is pretty undervalued. I think Messier will make a push for the end. Okay. Very good. Uh, somebody asking about the Cardinals today as the Cardinals go up against the Royals in a night game here in Kansas City, which is chilly today, chilly and damp. I have a play today on that game. What do you got? I got the no run first inning. No, I think that's solid. Yeah. I got it at minus 130. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bad Brad's been pretty good this year. He's been good at home, especially, but Mm -hmm. the Royals rank 27th in runs per first inning. So I'm hoping Dakota Hudson, who's given up no runs in his last two starts, can at least get through the top of the order. And Keller has decent numbers against Goldschmidt, Arenado, and O'Neill. So I'm just hoping to see some blanks. You know, uh, the Royals did kind of put it on Hudson when he pitched a. Against him last time, he gave up. He gave up five five hits, three earned, and just four. But innings. none in the first inning. I know, I know, none in the first inning, and that's. Uh, I think part of that is the fact that uh, what you're looking at there is you're looking at Wit, who is uh, uh, Wit Merrifield, who has struggled. You're looking at Bobby Wit Jr., who has struggled, and you're looking at Nicky Lopez, who's been fine, but when you don't get a lot of help from the other guys, it's hard, tough to score a run in the first inning. It's also good when the wind is blowing in at about seven miles per hour because the Cardinals have a decent amount of fly ball hitters or at least line drive hitters. Right. So if you can even take a couple of feet off a couple of those potential home runs and turn it into a warning track fly ball, that's the cherry on top for me. Okay. Uh, David Good says he's got Scott's Nerfy and the Royals first in five innings. I'm okay with both of those. Royals bullpen absolutely shit the bed in Seattle. So... I mean, against the Yankees, rather. Sorry. They had, uh, yeah. uh, I want to say, at least, I know they had at least one lead late. I think they might have had two. At least they were competitive in a couple of them. And are you, are you surprised at all that the Yankees, who have won 10 in a row, are about plus 120 tonight? Well, if you look at who they've won those 10 in a row against, I'm not really that surprised. They beat Toronto yesterday. Okay. All right. That counts. I, to answer your question, by the way, I was setting you up. I'm not surprised by that okay. because Manoa has been really good, especially against the Yankees. Yep. So if you want to go just based on pitching matchup, I definitely think Manoa's better than Tyone. However, if I was going to play Toronto, I would take the first five because the bullpens, I don't think it's really a hot take. I think the Yankees have the best bullpen in the league. And I know Chapman has definitely gotten into some danger. He has an ERA of zero, but he's gotten into trouble every now and then. Right. The Yankees' bullpen has just been absolute money, and Toronto's bullpen is okay, so I'd rather take Toronto first five if I was going to make a play on the Blue Jays. 
Uh, very good. Um, J.C. Stone says, I live across the street. I don't know from who. From the Derby, maybe? Could be. In, Lu in Louisville? Are you going to watch the Derby? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. You? I'm going to. Uh, my roommate's going to a concert with his girlfriend, so I got the place to myself, and I'll be setting up all the tries and supers. What it's uh, what concert? He's going some DJ something. I'm oh, not okay. interested. In. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out too. Okay. Um, oh, in uh, in uh, Arizona. Wow, that's pretty cool. There you go. Um, I look out at turmeric, Tumamac? You got that one, Scott? No. Okay. Good chat. Truth is, uh, just for the hell of it, I thought that might be one of the names of the horses in the Derby. It is not. Okay. Um, so. Hey, you want to find out what we have, what happened yesterday? Sure. Okay. Let's do that. Let's do that. And uh, don't forget to, uh, again, don't forget to uh, check out our Derby betting guide. Absolutely free. You just click the link and you're you're good to go. So let's find out what happened yesterday, man. Uh, let's live in the past for a little bit. Uh, speaking, speaking, speaking of Ian Anderson and Jethro Tull. Let's live in the past. Let's find out who the winners were, who the winers were, who took it in the shorts, who took it to the bank. It is the Tuesday edition of Call the Cops. All right, very good. If you had the Bruins and the Hurricanes under six and a half, well, that was a... Uh, five and a half. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Yeah, five and a half. Uh, you were in pretty good shape. You had two goals entering the third period. Just got to put a little defense, have a little goaltender uh, there in the in the third period. Uh, no, nope. Put up four goals. That game landed six. So sorry if you had under five and a half. So close, yet so far away. It's probably even worse because the Bruins pulled the goalie down three goals with three minutes to go in the third period. God, what was that game we had the other day? We couldn't get him to pull the goal. We pulled the goalie with two goals down. I'm like, what the it seems like coaches make up their minds as they go. But either way, uh, if you ended up having some tennis action, if you had Tommy Paul on the money line at plus 300 against Yannick Sinner, up-and-comer Italian player, he was serving for the match in the second set. He had three match points, and he blew it. Lost the match in three. I know we don't do tennis that often, but anytime you get three match points as a plus 300 dog and then lose the match, we got to throw you in there. Very good. And uh, Tommy Paul, yeah, fuck him and his brothers. Um, is he, is he I don't think they're related. Oh, they're not related? No. Yeah, fuck him anyway. He's dead to me. It's fine. Hey, if you had the Rays Athletics over seven, uh, you're watching the first five innings. They put up seven. You're thinking, yeah, I'm great here. Uh, that's what they landed on. They ended up at seven. The last four innings, nada. Nada. You get dick. So, uh, yeah, you get a push, but that's a push loss right there. Congratulations. You had the over seven. Should have won it, but you didn't. Call the cops. Yeah, anytime you have four innings of just nothing. Yes. You're just hoping for one solo shot, one even wild pitch, something. And they gave you nothing. One solo shot. One solo shot. I hate that song so much. I know well, you started singing it, so that's on you. I know you're a big country fan, right? Uh, West Virginia. <laughs> hey, there was some good news out there. These were the people that had those nice, easy victories. They didn't have to sweat anything on Monday night. Because they were sitting in the nice, comfy rocking chair. So the first one, if you had the Royals and Cardinals under 7.5 afternoon baseball game, you had one run in the first inning. You might have been a bit nervous, but then you realized that there was one run in the entire game. No runs in the final eight innings. Game ended one nothing. Hope you got there on time, because if you didn't, you missed pretty much the entire game. Congratulations. Yep. And if you had the Kings-Oilers over six, well, you didn't have to sweat that one because it was three to three after the second period. The game landed seven. So they tried. They tried to put the screws to you, but they'd already let it go too far. Congratulations, Kings-Oilers over six. You're in a rocket chair. And the last one, if you had the Maple Leafs on the money line against the Lightning, they led 4 to nothing after the second period, and they won 5 to nothing. Very good. Never never out there. Lightning couldn't get anything going. Scott, did that surprise you? I would say not entirely, because I did expect Toronto to get off to a hot start this series. The worst thing you can do as a hockey fan or better 
is overreact to one game in a playoff series because right. basketball, you can at least have a takeaway of, oh, this team's clearly better. This could happen, whatever. Now, hockey, you can almost throw the first game out the window, right? Yep, absolutely true. I mean, it really comes down to goaltending. Tampa's defense was awful the entire game through. Tampa had a five-minute power play in the first period, and Toronto had more shots on net during that five-minute power play for Tampa, which just tells you how awful the Lightning's power play was the entire game. Toronto played really well. They came like a home team that needed it, and Tampa is the two-time defending champions. I expect them to respond in game two. All right. Well, once again, we have we're going to talk about this, and uh, this is a game that I actually I liked. I was on the right side of this, but I didn't see it ending in this fashion. Let's find out who it is. Let's get out our uh, let's get out our rusty trombone, Scott, and find out who's uh, who's not pissing us off, but they're definitely disappointing us on uh, the Tuesday version of I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> All right, sir. So uh, we talked a little bit about this game yesterday as the uh, Blues did their thing against the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota Wild had been very good at home, winning 31-41. to How'd they look last night? Uh, not too well because they got absolutely buried and they lost 4 nothing at home. There you go. There you go. Because in the playoffs, it's a whole new season. Right, buddy? That's... That's the thing where we're not mad just because, you know, we don't really care that much about the wild blues game. We didn't have money on it. But at the same point, when you're that good at home and you not only no show, but you lose four nothing, you get shut out at home. Yep. We are a bit disappointed. Definitely. You definitely have to be disappointed as they were able to mount no kind of offense whatsoever. So keep an eye on that series. Uh, all right. Check in on the comment section here. Uh, won a few no-inning scores with the cards yesterday. I'll bet you did. I'll bet you did. Uh, Paulie had sweet day for the unders. Yes, it was. Um, you can say the same with EDM. Smith threw that game away. Well, Edmonton completely had a... I can't even say they had a great chance to win because the game was a nail-biter throughout, but I can't believe it's 2022, and I mentioned this when we went through the game yesterday. I like Edmonton to win the series if... Smith was not their goalie, and he single-handedly costed them game one. I don't care how good he's in the regular season. He's a playoff choking goalie. You, I, I can't believe Edmonton ran it back with him. And I don't. I, my hot take is I do not expect him to finish the series as the goalie of Edmonton. Interesting. Interesting. I expect him to switch halfway through. Okay. We'll see what happens. My apologies for reading that EDM too. I was, I, I had like DJs and concerts. Yeah, on yeah, the, the club uh, techno. I was thinking like you know Steve yeah. Aoki or uh, it was like what is the other one? The only other one. Swedish House Mafia is back together again. Oh, great news! Uh, Darude, Huge. Darude is the only one I know. That's, Big Sandstorm guy. Yeah, that's Big. that's like if you were going to play one EDM song for me that I know, that's it. That's the only one I know. Is Sandstorm. It's a great one. Oh god damn, dude! Uh, that 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 stuff just annoys me so much. So much. I'd rather have like hot knives in my brain. I I hate EDM music so much. Are you an EDM guy? Not really. No. I mean, you know, we and we've talked about it. Before. It's okay on occasion, but to be honest, all the songs sound the same to me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And that's see, that's how old are you? Twenty four. Yeah, I see? sound like I'm fifty when I say. Yeah, that, that's not even an old man take I mean, right there. That just... sounds like something I would. Say. Oh, this EDM music sounds the same. Some uh, some of them are okay. I saw Aoki live actually when I was in Vegas a couple of years ago. Good performer. Yeah. He showed up two hours late. So when he's supposed to show up at one and he shows up at three in the morning, you got to, you know, deal with it. But it's fine. I have a couple of friends of mine who go to raves and they do all the EDM stuff. It just never really connected with me. Well, and the other thing is, is that, you know, they're all doing, uh, they're all doing MDMA. And yeah, that to me isn't a social drug. That's, that's a just chill and like have, Fun, listen to some Pink Floyd or I something. heard it heightens the experience, but to be honest, if you need the drug to heighten the experience, and the experience probably isn't good enough on its own. Yeah. That's, that's is that too out of a take? Uh no, it's it's kind of an old man take, but uh yeah, this eh. I mean you you can certainly make can't make the argument that listening to Pink Floyd on acid with headphones on is not better than listening to Pink Floyd just in general. So that's that depends how much you like regular Pink Floyd. It doesn't really, no. Okay. Uh, a couple of people asking us about some games. Uh, David, want to know about uh, somebody asking about Houston? 
Did I see that in the comment section somewhere? Yeah, David uh, David want to know, actually asked you about Houston tonight. Don't give a shit about what my opinion is. So uh, Javier against Flexen. I know we talked about it on the last show with Chris. Uh, Houston laying 150 here, buddy. You want to you want to get in the, you want to jump in front of Chris Flexen, even though he hasn't been fantastic this season. Uh, he's kind of been pitching to some bad luck. Decent ERA, decent TWIP, uh, not a decent record. Uh, you got yeah. you got any you got any confidence in this Houston team that has struggled to score at times? I was going to say that Seattle would be tempting at the price it's currently at, but. The main takeaway that I have from the two losses I had with Seattle, this team's awful on the road. It's both times I tried it. I figured the pitcher was bad enough. It wouldn't matter. Right. Oh no. Seattle's just terrible on the road. Okay. So if I'm playing it, it's going to be Houston or pass. Okay. Um, somebody do, 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 What else did they ask about? Where am I not seeing? Oh, Phillies. Phillies, Phillies today. They were almost my play that I with the team total there. I'm trying to stay away a bit from team total overs because of just how low scoring the games have been. Mm-hmm. But John Gray out of Coors Field, not very good. And surprisingly, when he went to Texas, he has not been very good. Can you believe that? Now, is that – I've got – I need to check MLB because I've got Otto as a starter for Texas. Oh, they switched it? Well, I don't know. I, I thought it was Gray. Well, let me see. I and mean, I'm not I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying I, I could have a bum sword. ESPN has gray. So uh, I'm going to assume it's let's, let's, John Gray on the mound. Let's see what MLB has. Yeah, MLB has gray as well. So let's go. Okay. Yeah, let's go. So. With, let's go with gray. Yeah, I'm with you. So I just don't know that I want to put my minus 150 eggs in Ranger Suarez's basket. That's fair. That's why I mentioned the team total. If you want to just fade gray. Uh, the Phillies have been underwhelming this year what else is new but they're decent at home eight and three eight and five i mean yeah you still have a lot of good batters uh schwarber's been good so far harper's been good and they're also lefties so they should match up quite well against gray mm-hmm. i don't mind the team total over there for philly yeah i'm okay with that uh, it's, it's a surprising part about this game for me is is how good the texas rangers bullpen has been because it they, was awful to start the year and then yeah. turned a corner yeah they are three uh three nine two overall three two three on the road so they're not, you know, the dumpster fire they have been the last couple of years. Uh, Scott Nowak wants to know, would you take Giannis, Morant, and Curry over 25? That's, let me think about that for a second. Okay, uh, well, first Giannis of all. Should go, Giannis should go over. Would you, yeah, I was going to say, I would rank them in order. I would, t- I would rank them most likely to go over Giannis, Curry, and Morant. You mind that? Well, Giannis is the clear one. Right. Because you're just assuming Giannis, after a bad shooting game with 12 assists, he's probably going to score more because Boston can't fully overload the way they did in game one. As for the other two, Morant was great in game one, but Draymond missed a decent portion of the game. And we know Morant still can't really shoot. And Curry well, we don't, we don't know that because he shot his ass off in, in the last game. He was four for did he shoot his ass off or did he get a bunch of layups? No, he was four for he was four for eleven from downtown, put up thirty-two points. He made, okay, he made so, the same number of three-pointers in that game that he'd made in the previous five combined. I, I know he had a decent game from three. Mm-hmm. I'm so Long-term, I don't exactly trust him from three. No, I agree. You're telling me Morant took 11 three-pointers in game one? I am telling you that, yes. Th- that's just stupid. They made four of them, again. I, I'm, I'm sure, good for him. 11 three-pointers for Morant. What do you got in your mind? Uh-huh. Uh, that's a lot. Um, I think I would probably go, my hot take would be Morant two if I was ranking those. Because Desmond Bain's back is bothering him. Yeah. And it seems like Bain is either questionable going to play it but not well, or he's just not going to play entirely. I'm assuming he'll play, but with the back issues and the fact that Bain is easily their second best offensive scorer, I'm assuming that Morant might take more responsibility into his hands to score. The issue that Golden State runs into with player props is that either Curry gets hot or Poole gets hot or Thompson gets hot or even Wiggins has a decent game. They just have a lot of guys. Yeah. And if Bain's going to give Memphis nothing, Morant should probably take 20-plus shots. Yeah, that's true. Probably probably take 15 from downtown. I know you'll love that. Not to mention all the free throws. J.C. Stone says EDM is not music. I agree. It's noise. I uh, think it's music. I just don't think it's very good. Magellan says EDM pairs well with Molly. Well, that's that's what we we're talking about. I know that's yeah. what the kids like to do. I don't see it. I don't want to leave my house. I certainly don't drive a fucking car uh, on Molly. That's, uh, that's not going to happen, so... More power to you, youngsters out there, out there, uh, yeah. out there, raving with your glow sticks and your pacifiers. God bless you, um, Magellan. I will be doing 
a UFC card. I know that I've been slacking a little bit for the last couple of weeks. Truth is, the cards really just have not been very good. And this card, this card is huge. Couple title fights. Looking forward to it. I will definitely have a have a video coming out for UFC. Jojo Rabbit with a pro tip for Pink Floyd. If you don't like Pink Floyd, try it on drugs while watching The Wizard of Oz. You'll like it then. Do you know this? Does the volume need to be off on The Wizard of Oz then? Like, can you yes. use yes? Do you, closed captioning? Do you know the story on that? No. If you if you start Dark Side of the Moon in exactly the same time you start Wizard oh, of Oz, it's the same line. It matches. It matches up. Yeah, like so the the scenes and the changes and stuff. Nice. It's kind of freaky. I didn't know that. And if you if you're on drugs, you're, you'll be a lot more impressed as well. Uh, will Jaron Jackson have another good game? Well, he had a monster game. I think he'll have a good game. I don't think he's going for thirty. I mean, he he went from being a foul a foul trouble big man for an entire series to I'm going to go six of nine from three. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Jackson should play well. Of course, Draymond being out also helped because they were using the likes of like. Otto Porter for Porsche. Like it was they were kind of making it up as they went along, which makes Golden State's win that much more impressive. Right. Because they really were making stuff up in the front court the entire game. But Jackson, I think, will be decent. I think he'll probably go for 15, maybe 20. 30's too much though. That's not happening again. David said he likes to listen to Dark Side of the Moon high on Diet Coke. Nice. Uh, is that Diet Coke the soda or Diet Coke the cocaine? I would assume a Diet Coke the soda. You know, okay. a good headphones, good set of headphones, good set of cans, as they say in the business, it makes up for a lot of drugs. You can be totally sober and listen to stuff on headphones, and it's it's outstanding. You ever listen to yeah. Dark, Dark Side? The, of the, the noise cancellation headphones? Well, you don't even need that as long as it's quiet around you. But I'm just saying the noise, the noise cancellation ones are also even more powerful. Yeah, they're outstanding. It's it's it's. I highly recommend it if you haven't done it. I highly recommend listening to Dark Side of the Moon on headphones because it's uh, mm-hmm. they, they do some tricks and some stuff with the audio that really, really pops with headphones. So um, what else? Did we miss any games anybody asking about here? Well, we didn't fully cover what we thought about the Milwaukee game. I just asked you if you thought that Boston would bounce back or not. I'm not laying five. I, th- that I can't do. Nope. I, I think Boston, if they're going to win the game, I think it'll be close. But even without Middleton, Milwaukee's defense, I know that Chicago's offense is awful, so I'm aware of that. Right. But Milwaukee's defense just appeared to completely, can't even say turn a corner. They've just gone nuclear. And that lineup with Giannis, Portis, and Lopez, and Andrew Holiday, of course, has really just given opposing offenses nightmares. Best offense. I like the team total under for Boston. It's around 110.5. Yep. I don't think they're getting to 110. I don't think they get there. I mean, 111, 110, you still cash. But just in general, I don't. I think they're probably going to finish with 105. It's a Boston team that just averages 111 points per game. And that's playing a whole bunch of games against a team not, not nearly as good as Milwaukee is playing defense yeah. right now. Hey, Andrew, good and news. Pick- Somebody's putting some uh, college baseball plays in the comments section. Oh, it's you. <laughs> uh, Andrew does like a Dallas Baptist over Oklahoma. Uh, plus Oregon State, Oregon. No, he likes under. Dallas Baptist over oh. Oklahoma money line. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. And then the Oregon State, Oregon under. Yeah, Truth yeah. is, once again, I said to myself, I got to get more into college baseball and proceeded to do nothing yep. about it. Yep. So I'm still behind the eight ball on that. But all I know is for college baseball, a lot of totals are pretty high because you assume the pitchers can't pitch. There's a lot of pretty good pitchers in there. You see that Tennessee guy? Mm, yes. Joyce? Yes. Solid. Hit 105 the other day. Yep. Uh, David Good wants to know if it's harder to pick spreads as teams get deeper into the playoffs. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. I think. I think it is. Um, it's. It's one of the few times where it's two. It's twofold. Okay. Go ahead. It's twofold. One is because of math. You have less games to choose from, okay. so you you have less you have less options on what you want to pick. The other one is the fact that as you get deeper, the teams that are left, you assume are the cream of the crop. Right. So you have more expectation for teams to bounce back after a bad performance or to make adjustments that they need to. Whereas the first round, if you have, for example, the Nets against the Celtics, you can make all the adjustments you want. You know Boston's the better team. Or like Atlanta against Miami. You can make any adjustments you want. Miami's going to kick your ass about 80% of the time. Yep, absolutely true. Uh, take University of Arizona baseball over totals every game. Hit 70%, says J.C. Stone. Okay. 
Keep that in mind. I will because he's down there in Arizona. So uh, Ninja says Celtics minus seven and team total over. We're kind of flipping a little bit, but it would not surprise me if Boston bounces back. Yeah. But for I do think that team total of 110 and a half against Milwaukee's defense does seem a little bit high in my personal opinion. Yeah. Mostly because of the pace in game one. It really seemed non-existent. And it somehow got even slower after halftime. Now, Boston couldn't hit a three to save their lives. So you're assuming that they'll balance it out a little bit. They didn't even get to 90. So it's one thing to make to miss that many threes and to shoot that terribly. But to improve by about 22 points against Milwaukee's defense sounds a little bit large to me. I think Boston's going to win. But I think they're going to win with a game that probably is first team to 105 wins. I would th- that's the way it looks to me until, you know, until somebody comes out and does something against this Milwaukee defense, you know, there's, they've, they've gone over a hundred. And I know, again, we talked about the bulls. You put the caveat on there, not a great offense. However, uh, they've played six playoff games. One of them have gone, the opposition has gone for over a hundred. Now, once again, Boston can still cover, which is based on great defense. But the thing about the – I'd say the underrated part of game one was that even though Boston got shelled, they lost by double digits, they only gave up 101 points. So defensively, they really were not that bad. The offense just couldn't hit a shot. So I do think the framework is there for Boston to bounce back. I just expect a lower-scoring game, so I'm not going to lay five points. Yep, I, I totally agree. Uh, Renzo Brothers asking if my video went up. Yes, it did. It's it's very frustrating because we've been having some trouble with YouTube and finding our videos and everything. So um, and then I cannot find mine. I know yours is up there, but yours. yours well, I, I, I don't use the same software you used to post it. But yours only posted two hours ago. So I'm even, sorry. Even, what? Even that? Yeah. Even yeah. That. Well, I made mine at around noon. Yeah, see, dude, that's I've got 108 views, and then it just it just cut off. So I'm gonna take a look. I don't know. YouTube's weird. I know they're I know they're working on it. Um, so I don't even see my video up there. I don't know. Very but uh, question, okay. by the way, since we already yeah. covered all the basketball games, do you have any thoughts on the hockey games tonight? Four games, uh, pretty uh, good ones. You gonna watch any hockey playoffs tonight? I probably will after after we get done with uh shooting uh shooting the total chaos show we have one play that we're going to mention a little bit from one of those games but we still have the others to go through what do you like i like the rangers tonight against the penguins penguins have a bit of a goalie issue right now because jari's a bit banged up they're probably going to end up using the smith who has been okay this season but he's against tristegan who is the vezina favorite at this point uh the rangers at home also been very good 20 uh 27 and 14 uh, just to go through the overall form of these teams i think that the rangers enter this game in better form and the rangers were also three and one in the regular season while winning each of the last three i expect a lower scoring grind fest but for me i think the rangers do enough to win the game i actually like the series price on the rangers my friend ended up betting on the rangers for about about a band or so right so he's in on the rangers I don't have any action, but I do think that Pittsburgh's a little bit past their prime at this point. Yep. And the Rangers seem like the up-and-coming young team that has a lot of talent. And home ice advantage, it doesn't pay. It doesn't really have a huge factor or doesn't play a huge factor all the time. But MSG is definitely one of the better hockey home court venues, home ice venues. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would. I so would. I do find it weird that the Rangers, despite getting home ice, are small underdogs in the series. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. I think the Rangers should be favored. I like the Rangers to win the series, probably in six. Prohibitive price on Colorado. By the way, guys, I, yeah, my video is definitely not up. For- I was actually looking on the Winners and Winners YouTube yeah, I am too. thing to see if you accidentally put scheduled instead, and yeah, I didn't I even see it. No, I don't either. Uh, for the record, it's uh, Golden State Memphis under 228 is my play of the day. Okay. So, anyway, um, it's a damn shame because I had like like three people, four people hit triple digit or four digit parlays yesterday, or paid like plus thousand or more. Anyway, 
sorry about that, guys. We are we are definitely working it working it out. It's uh, and we're going to go to a different platform here within the next couple of weeks, which should alleviate all the problems. Now, Scott, the game I different wanted, platform is in for recording purposes. Yeah, different something different okay. other than what we use now. So, all right. something I did want to ask you about was this Colorado Nashville game, where Colorado is a prohibitive favorite at minus three twenty. However. They're not a great team on the puck line. Is there any value in that game? Because this is a Colorado team that does win. You see a lot of one-goal wins. You see a lot of overtime situations. They're just 23-19 and 19 on the puck line this season. Uh, you see any any angle there? If there was an angle I would take on Nashville, it would be the team total over for Nashville. But I can't take Nashville on the reverse puck line because their star goal is injured. Right. They're missing Saros. He's officially been ruled out for the first two games. You have uh, Riddich in net, the former Calgary goalie, and he's faced off against Calgary. Uh, he's faced off a couple times against Colorado this season, and it has not fared too well. Colorado's really good at peppering opposing goalies with shots, and Riddich is a backup goalie caliber guy. So I don't exactly trust getting plus one and a half in the altitude against Colorado with a backup goalie. I saw the save prop for Riddich is around 30 and a half. I like the over. I know that sounds like a lot, but Colorado should potentially put up 40 shots on net in this game. But for me, I think if you're looking for an angle on Nashville, I would take the team total over. But if you want to go for a plus money prop, I don't mind Nathan McKinnon over half a power play point at around plus 140. Colorado, you, they have great power play, top seven, I believe. Nashville is underwhelming penalty kill wise. And I definitely expect McKinnon to be involved in a lot of just puck circulation on the power play. Okay. But if you're going to give me a great power play against an underwhelming penalty kill, and you're going to give me McKinnon, who's the star point, the star guy on that power play, I'll take plus 140. Yeah. Yeah. You're uh, assuming that, that Colorado's going to get what, like three, four power plays in the game? I would think that'd be about right. Yeah. It's a decent shot. Mm hmm. Uh, J-Rock. J-Rock. What up, buddy? Haven't seen J-Rock in a while. Uh, Bucks plus five. Celtics have no one uh, to put on Giannis and uh, look like Holiday's going to have his way with Smart. Even if Smart Well, that's the main concern that Boston runs into. The fact that I think Holiday's a better version of Marcus Smart, for the record. Mm -hmm. And the second part is that Smart offensively, we know is a decent facilitator, but he won Defensive Player of the Year. So if you are trying to find a guy who can switch on to let's just say Bobby Portis on pick and rolls or and nobody can stop Giannis but you know what I mean you have a guard who can draw charges he can hold his ground somewhat right against bigger guys if smarts around 50 percent 60 percent you're assuming Boston's defense as a whole should should struggle dramatically right I would certainly think so all right so I think that's also an underlying potential theme to keep in mind early on in that game okay very good all right, my friend. Well, we kind of took kind of took a, kinda took a uh, I don't know. You called it a bad beat yesterday, as far as the farm goes. Why would it? Why was it a bad beat? Well, I mean, it just it just didn't perform. They're, up to they were down five nothing. I understand. I understand. Uh, just the the pitching, I think, really kind of let us down in that one, right? Yeah, bad beat's not the word because they were down two nothing after the first inning. I, know, I just know. think that Lopez completely used up all of his good performances to lure us in. To back him yesterday, sucker, just sucker, just in. We got Okido. He got, he got his, he had his right where he wanted us, right? Well, that's exactly what I said. What the game was going to be, I said Miami will probably score four runs, and we're assuming that Arizona will score two. Miami scored four, just yeah. unfortunately Arizona scored five. Yep, they were down five nothing before they could even, uh, even turn around, basically. So, all right, so that sport that's dead to us. Uh, basketball dead to us. No, we are going to take a little bit of a different spin here. Um, surprisingly, it's uh, it's back to your day. So we've been disrespecting hockey betters for too long. That's right. It's time to turn that around. So let's get, uh, let's get ready to do it. Shall we, Scott? It is time. Once again, it's Tuesday. You find it. Did you look over there and see it? Yeah. I, uh, I, I, uh, there's actually on the desk, there's a hanger. So I can just leave the hat here the entire oh, time. That is right. handy. That is handy. All right, guys, it's time to put on those overalls. Adjust your straw hat, climb aboard your John Deere, get your lucky key chain out. Put them in the ignition and fire that bad boy up because, kids, once again, it's time to bet the farm.
All right. Scott, what do we got cooked up for today? So we're going to go into hockey, looking at a total in the Capitals and Panthers game. And since the Panthers are in it, you know where we're going. We're taking the over. I mean, I don't know how you avoid taking the over in a Florida game. They've played three times the regular season. Each meeting had at least seven goals. Florida averaged 4.1 goals per game, which was number one in the league. Washington still has Ovechkin, still has Kuznetsov. They have some weapons. They averaged 3.3 goals per game, which ranked tied for 10th. On top of that, to go through the actual goalies for this game, they've actually not fared too well against the opposition up to this point. I'll start off with the Capitals goalie here. Uh, you have – actually, there's been a goal change. You have Vanacek, who's in net, who's the backup. So that's actually a situation where Vanacek has not really been that good either. So I definitely expect him to struggle against Florida's just up-tempo, crazy offensive firepower. And you have Bobrovsky, who's in net for Florida, who's been really good this season. The issue is he has not been good against Washington because he had an 887 save percentage against the Capitals. And if you follow – his career, Bobrovsky has been a pretty underwhelming playoff goalie throughout his entire career, but both teams have firepower. Florida might score five. It would not really surprise anybody if that's the case. Close here with three to three overtime draw, but six and a half might sound high. It really isn't when you've had three meetings that have all reached seven or more. We expect to see a similar story here, not to mention the potential empty netters when a team's down three goals in the final two minutes, whatever. Six and a half, though, a little bit too low. We're going to take the over. All right, very good. That's going to do it for the farm play, and that's going to do it for the Tuesday show. Don't forget, guys, we appreciate you, everybody, stopping by. Don't forget to smash that like button. And uh, if you're not doing anything here in uh, three and a half hours or so, make sure you stop by Max Wagers Network. Check us out with our friend Allie Burns as we talk about total chaos. Just running out some totals on the NBA and the NHL game. So that's going to do it for the show today. Thanks for stopping by. We appreciate all the thoughts, all the comments, and all the tips that you guys lay out for uh, everybody else to uh, take advantage of. I know that is one of the things that makes our comment section one of the coolest around. So keep it up. We appreciate each and every one of you. You guys have a great day. Good luck on all your plays. We'll just do this again tomorrow. We'll be back for the Wednesday edition. As Scott and I will once again do our very best to help you in that never-ending journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you then.